Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Anne Ukenen. I have a phone. It's not a new phone, but it was a new phone. And, uh, and, and everyone's experienced the new phone. And you get the new phone, and it's not like the old phone. Because it has its default settings. It has what you purchased. It looks exactly like that. And in the past, I would fumble through and get it finally to where I wanted it to be. And th that I could, you know, I'd, I'd move things around to, you know, adjust to make changes. And, 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 and my old phone, I'm like, it's not like my old phone, but I'm working towards getting it like that. And then I got married. And then I had a husband. I just give him both phones. <laughs> and he does what he does. And then I get the phone back. And it's all... It's all ready for me back again <laughs> and, with relatively little, you know, bumps of like, where is this? Where was that? What does this do? <laughs> but everything's at least in its, in its place, you know, but there's a factory setting and, and sometimes I, like I've had computers in the past where you needed to put it back to factory settings because things happen. Like you clicked the wrong link and then all of a sudden your computer it does not love you like it did <laughs> and does not listen to you like it did and and so you you are like I, in in the past i phoned you know the help people at at apple i'm like it's not working and then you give them the ability to get into your computer and look a route around and and you hear oh <laughs> and meanwhile on the other end i should i knew i shouldn't have done that <laughs> he's like you've got lots going on in there and so he just told me what to do delete that do this do that do this and then all of a sudden it's back to where it needs to be or you know or you just like get you know but we, there's default settings for different things and so we have we have our comfort zone and we have our default settings you know that where we know we'll be okay and then you have something else that's different ah, when can I get back to my default setting when can I get back to my comfort zone that I'm going to be there? And well, you're like, how can I get back to that? We can have default settings. And I'm going to start talking. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to like look at our other default setting. That as soon as you became born again, you got another setting. You got another setting that you were set at. And you have a lot of things that you're able to do that you weren't able to do before. But sometimes when we get born again, we are fiddling trying to get our new setting to look like the old setting because that was the comfortable setting we knew that setting we don't know this setting we don't know where Ooh, i have to talk to a stranger setting Ooh, then i have to talk about jesus setting and then share and then pray for them setting sometimes that's uncomfortable for some people it is but let me tell you this when someone's crying and upset in public oh go for it they don't care at that point. <laughs> They're crying in public. It doesn't matter. They'll, get, they'll receive your prayers, let me tell you. They've gotten to a place where they don't care anymore. Go for it. <laughs> and don't let it bother you. They're the most open they're ever going to be. <laughs> crying out in the subway platform. I like, you know, do you, what, would you like prayer? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> so, it, you know, people are hurting. And they need what we have. 
And he never, he, like I said, he never wanted to be closed up in the Holy of Holies in the temple. He wanted to be out and about with the people, Amen. sitting with them, changing lives. Amen. And they won't know him unless we talk to people about him. We have to share his, him with others. Yes, sometimes that happens where someone in a, in a circumstance hears about Jesus, but mm, that's not usually the case. The case is us going and talking to them, us going and praying for them. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5, and I'm going to just go down to 16 to 18 and think about our default settings. What is our setting that we should be on all the time? And so here we have in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, it says, Rejoice evermore. All the time. Rejoicing. Can you say that when you got up this morning, you jumped out of bed rejoicing? <laughs> Rejoice evermore. <laughs> when things were going our way. And, and we, heard, we heard a couple weeks ago that our driving should be much more peaceful now. <laughs> With Pastor Neil's encouragement of us blessing other people and praying for other people on the road. That leads us into pray without ceasing. We can pray for them while we're driving. Pray for them everywhere we go. Praying without stopping. And, uh, and uh, then we have, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of, go of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Jesus, God wants, us, wants you happy. Like, these are three things that are happy people. They don't care about their circumstances. They just give thanks anyway. Uh, they rejoice all the time, and they're praying all the time. So these are characteristics. That this is what God wants for your life. And when God wants something for your life, that means it's going to be good. And when I've prayed about this, I, I, I've read this, I should, I'll be like, God, though, what on earth does that look like? How can you possibly be praying all the time, giving thanks all the time? I'm, okay, let's, I'm, for, I'm sleeping for eight hours or so of that time. That's during that time. What, well, I'm eating. When I'm putting food in my mouth and chewing, am I doing that? Hmm. And, and, I, and, and I was like, God, what does this look like? I don't know. But it's not my... It's not about me knowing. It's about what he knows. Amen. And until uh, you have to have a come to Jesus moment, we hear about that, where you've decided that you say, you know what, it doesn't matter what the scriptures say, I'll read it and I'll believe it. Amen. I've had that conversation and I've had that talk with God that, okay, God, whatever it says in your word is more true than what I think or what I've heard before or what has ever been said. But when I read it, I will trust your word and I will believe it. I won't think about, oh, what does that look like? Well, you know, I might, you know, that's, that's okay. But I want to get there. I want to be rejoicing evermore, praying without ceasing, and in everything giving thanks for this is the will of God for Christ Jesus concerning us. If it's his will, it's good. His will was Jesus. His will was salvation. It's a good plan. It's a good thing. So it's about attitude. Is, do we have a prayerful attitude? Do we have a thankful attitude? Do we have a rejoicing attitude? Or are we looking at the problem and complaining about the problem? 
looking at the problem and grumbling about it. Looking at a situation, and then it says, um, uh, and, not giving th and not being thankful for what we have. We can do different things when a problem arises. Jesus spoke to the storm. Jesus spoke to the mountain. We can speak to the storms. We can speak to the mountains. We don't have to grumble about it. We don't have to complain. We don't have to turn around and run the other way like the, um, the Israelites did when they saw Goliath. We can face head on, speak the word to a situation, and see it dissipate. Amen. Does it happen in our timeline? Sometimes not. Sometimes it happens just in time. Sometimes it happens way later. Sometimes it, it, it but it, oh, it'll happen because God's word is true and he'll always do it. When I was feeling down about my job and, and feeling down and I, it was a choice to be, feel down. It was a choice to let it bother me. It was a choice to do, be miserable. It's our choice to be miserable. But I could choose to have my default setting kick in as a believer that I rejoice evermore, I pray without ceasing, and give thanks all the time. Because we can do this. We're able to do it. God would tell us, wouldn't tell us something that we couldn't do ever. Usually sometimes, we, well, all the time we need him. He's a good helper in the whole situation, but we can do it. I never tell my students that, okay, now it's time to solve uh, multiplication problems. Let's do these math quizzes right now. No, I would never do that. I would never expect that of them. I, on sports day, it's a very special day. They could barely line up at the end. <laughs> I was trying to get them to line up, but was I, I didn't get angry at them. I'm like, how can I possibly get angry at them? They've been screaming and yelling for three hours, <laughs> running around. They had snacks. They, they were, there was no calmness in this morning at all. And, and I'm like, just try, I'm just trying to make sure that they all got back to the classroom so I can send them on their way. I don't even know if they're all there. And I'm just trying to get them like semi-calm so that we can, like, we can go. I'm like, I was like, I didn't want to do this, but I wanted to make sure, you know, that we were all here. We got all, we all got to our classroom because they were all everywhere. I didn't know where they were. <laughs> Other people did, but I didn't know where my class was. And, but I, did I get mad at them? No, I mean, they're five. This is, this is, you know, like, I'm like, I'm just trying, you know, like, I was like, okay, we'll just do what we can to get, get gone. <laughs> but, you know, like, God's never, he, he knows where you're at. That's right. He knows what your ability level is. He, he's called you to a higher place. Amen. And he'll help you get there. And he's not, like, you know, screaming at you all, trying to get you in line. He understands. He understands when you're running around in circles. And he's, you know, you just, like, oh, we just need to open our ears a little bit more. But we, he understands where you're at and knows the next step for you, even when you don't want to do that next step. Because you want to do a different step because you figured it all out. But this is our default setting. If we're praying without ceasing, we're hearing from heaven. We're rejoicing, thinking, focusing on him. He'll give us the instruction that we need. And we won't really care about what we think we should do. 
but if we're looking this way. So it's about our attitude. So we're growing. We're, we got a house. Many of you know we, we purchased a home. And so with it come homeowner's privileges. <laughs> like, <laughs> like taking care of your yard. <laughs> I'm like, I really feel it this morning. I'm praising the Lord. You're like, my arms. <laughs> praise Jesus. <laughs> I can praise you, but really recognize that the pulling on the weeds... I'm mean, like, I feel, I feel like, like if I did it for long enough, I'd be like those big bodybuilders that had the neck like that, you know, I, with all the pulling that I was doing, I was like, I was fighting those weeds, man. And then, and then when you're pulling the weeds, like all the, like, I have seen things that I've never known existed. Bugs. I saw like different kinds, like more than one kind of spider, like you don't want to dig in there. I, like five different kinds of spiders, like, you know, and like as you're dragging me, you're like, and the only one that I could say, oh, I can, I can have you around were the little pill bugs. I was like, okay, you're all right. Like, it's just like when a bug flies on me. I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's a ladybug. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but, but yes, but our yard was growing and admittedly, we, we, we were behind the, the game with that. <laughs> New homeowners, you know, you're buying things. We needed a lawnmower. We got our lawnmower. Our, our battery is working overtime <laughs> as, as we try to, to uh, tame the lawn <laughs> and tame the nature that's trying to take over in our space. And, uh, and I, so I weeded this one spot, and I, and I pulled out all the weeds. It took a long time. And I, and I realized, I'm like, I don't like gardening that much. But... <laughs> But I did it <laughs> with homeowner pride and homeowner muscles feeling as they are. But it's all, it's all cleaned out. It's all cleaned out in this one bed. Uh, but there was nothing there before. Yes, but my muscles, yeah. There was nothing there before. It all just grew since we purchased the home, since the spring sprang. It sprang and it sprang in our gardens and out on our lawn and everything. But um, because we did nothing, something grew there. Something grew there. So if you can grow something, I could have tamed that, uh, tamed that garden bed um, and planted something and, and said this, okay, I'm in charge of this garden bed. I'm going to plant these things. But I didn't. Something else grew there because there was this lush, law, uh, lush, lush dirt ready to go and seeds took place and they, and they grew. <laughs> We're, we're, we're soil. Something's going to grow. And so you are either going to take charge of that soil or you're not going to take charge of that soil. We, we, had, we got all our brand new packaging when we got, brand, uh, we got born again. And we got this new default setting. But then we have to be in control of what's growing in our hearts and in our minds. We have to be in control. Otherwise, the weeds are going to take over. Things are going to grow there because something has to grow there. It's soil. Things grow in soil. And uh, it grows really well in my yard, not sometimes when I'm planting it with children, but because <laughs> they're overwatering. <laughs> we have to have a lot of talks about that and killing things. But soil will grow things. 
and your heart will grow things. Things will grow in your mind. But you need to make sure that you're taking charge at what's going in. I was... I was getting like you know sometimes we've talked about things where we're doing we get frustrated because we're doing things in the flesh but flesh but I was feeling frustrated and I and it wasn't because I was doing things in the flesh I was getting frustrated one day because I was hearing constant messages out and about not obviously in my home but like when I'm out and about I was hearing just like messages of doubt and 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 oh, it was ugh, and I was it was it was dragging me down and you know sometimes when you're at work you can't control where you you can't control where you are because you have to be there (laughs) to get paid you actually have to be in a location and be there (laughs) and do what they say but you you so you can't control who's around you because they're also supposed to be around you and 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 they might know different things or think different things from you and so I was hearing different things and and I just it was it was kind of bothering me about who who I know my God is because there's a lot of people out here that think they know God and they don't know my God and so I was feeling really frustrated so I was like I I was like you know what I'm gonna listen to some tapes more I I, I was really on it I was like "Mm, if I'm gonna hear you I'm gonna hear Roberts when I'm driving my car home and back (laughs) from work And then, I, and so I was like, I'm going to do that, you know? And I felt much better and less frustrated, you know? I was like more able to take on what the world would try and speak to me <laughs> because I had heard something different and had it in there. Cause, but, but something's always talking. And so, and something's going to grow. And so, I have enough strong stance of who I know who God is so that when I hear something that someone says that I know is not true about God, I, I, can, I can go, that's not true, huh? and then reject it, right? Reject that seed. But first of all, if you don't know what God's word says about you, you can't reject, you might not reject those seeds so easily. So you really need to know God's word. Okay, but, so, but it, if you keep on hearing it, and hearing it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not hearing the word of God, what is that doing to faith? It's eroding it. So we can decide, I know God's word. I know what it says. I can stand strong. But there comes a point when it can crumble if you're not keeping being fed keeping it in, keeping it in, keeping it in. Because it, like, all around White Rock, there's areas where they put up burns, I think they're called. And uh, they put, because the shore just comes and takes away that sand, and it keeps on coming and taking away the sand. The city has to come and go, bring more, dump more sand, dump more sand. Otherwise, it'll start to eat at the cliff sides and eat at the things that we don't want because there's dwellings on those parts of the land. So that's why they say, well, here you can have this sand to eat away at, you know, instead of eating at the, the, the valuable things that we have built on this, on this property. So if there's eating away and eating away and you're not replacing, eventually things are going to get eaten up. 
So we need to keep on being replacing, hearing that word of God, letting it settle in us and, and keep us grounded. He is our rock. He is our foundation. And so we want to keep that foundation in our hearts and in our minds. So let's go back to 1 Thessalonians 1. After we've talked all about that. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you know per- perfectly the day of the Lord is come, as so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, they, not you, peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them, not us, as a travail up, uh, upon a woman, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, us, this is talking to us, are not in darkness. We're not in darkness. That day should not overtake us like a thief. We know we're in the light. We know what's going on. We see what's going on. Jesus is coming, and we're in the light now, so we see what's coming, and we know the times. He told us that we know the times. He says, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you and explain all this. You know all this. How do we know it? By his spirit. We know it. We don't know. We don't need to be ex- it to ex- be explained to us. We're not in kindergarten now, so we're not in darkness. And that oh day won't won't be a big surprise. Like woohoo! Oh, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know Jesus. We all know. Some of us are just praying for that day to come quickly because they <laughs> they don't like the prosperous lifestyles, but they don't like life, so they're really in a catch twenty two here. They want Jesus to come, and I doubt he's coming that soon as what as they want. But anyway. <laughs> but he's coming and we know he's coming but in but there's seasons not just like there's an event of Jesus coming back but there's also seasons things change what we do in one season spring is going to be different from what we do in winter different tools that we need in each of the seasons you know and then if you buy a home get a lawnmower right away and so <laughs> So there's just different things, you know, and different tools. And, like, I never thought I'd need, like, I never thought, you know, like, those little gardening packets that you get with the, like, gloves, which I, I was like, I, that's what halted this. I was like, I started pulling weeds, and I'm like, oh, no, I need gloves. I'm like, barehanded, not happening. <laughs> I don't want dirt in my fingernails, but anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, can I tell? and we're trying to figure out which way the gloves go on (laughs) as we (laughs) that God equips us and then (laughs) but like you know like I've seen like you know you get the packet with the little hoe the little spade and the little rake thing and I was like oh and I'm like doing the weeding going I wish I had that little rake thing that little rake thing would have been perfect for now (laughs) that's what next on the list (laughs) so seasons come and so I'm prepared for spring next year but anyway (laughs) oh so (laughs) I know I know that I know that I'll be, but I, I feel like I'll be more ready next spring. I'm like, I feel like I'm running behind this spring, but anyway. And <laughs> so we're children of the light. 
and the children of the day, and we are not of the night nor the darkness. And when I was weeding, wouldn't you know, like when I pulled out the weeds, all the things that scuttled when you brought the light in, oh my, they did not like it. Sometimes you're dirt. <laughs> when you do a little bit of weeding, reading the God's word, things just kind of like see, see the light and they go, ah! <laughs> like when I was reading in Matthew about the beam in your own eye, I, re I remember a, an ah moment when I was in high school. You know, I was reading and going, oh, you know, why are you picking at their splinter and there's a beam in your eye? And I was like, ooh, okay. I took note. <laughs> and things scuttled that day. <laughs> but we're children of the light. And we love the light. Do you love the light? I love the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken, drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. And we heard about that love walk a couple of Sundays ago, where Pastor Neil was saying, you know, instead of freaking out while you're driving down the road, what does love look like in this situation? Yeah, because everybody's been there. <laughs> everybody's made that choice. Daily. <laughs> I wonder if he knew and died daily. <laughs> if he knew how many people were on the road doing the wrong thing. Because <laughs> there was others doing other things. <laughs> so we're of the light. <laughs> and so we're turning up things in the garden. And... Just like we've heard, like that we're out in the community, that we're light. We're that light that shines in us. And so we shine on other people. It shouldn't be a surprise to you when people freak out and scuttle. Like they, the bugs just up and ran, you know, they just like beelined it. You know, that's it shouldn't be a surprise that a sister you know, is like that, or a friend, or a next-door neighbor, that all of a sudden when you have the light, they're like, ah, and they got to get away from that light. It's not you. It's not you. It's him on the inside of you that's making a difference, and they're trying to run away from. So just run away. <laughs> God knows them. <laughs> you know, pray for them, and, you know, and their time will come. So, <laughs> so as we, and, and, and Pastor Gwen last week talked about yielding, yielding to the anointing, yielding to the Holy Spirit. And, and they haven't yielded to the light like we've yielded to the light to allow it to flow and uh, flow through us. So th there's just discomfort. There can be discomfort when that happens because things get exposed you can be in a place and things can get exposed. You can be talking to someone and all of a sudden someone who has th this pers person persona and then they're talking to you and all of a sudden that persona cracks a little bit and then you see a, a real little bit of them because before they were being a little bit phony because there are phony people out there 
and, and, and a little thing cracks and then you see, and then all of a sudden their personality, like what they were able to do before, they can't because Jesus is in you. His presence is with you. And so things are, they can't relate the same way that they could before because you're in a new setting. You're, in a new, you're operating in a new way and a new function. And then so when you interact with people that you knew before you were saved, it's kind of, they're uncomfortable with the new you. Because they're like, you brought Jesus into the room? I don't like that. And the thing is, is you might not have even said a thing. They might have no idea. But there's something on the inside that they're like, something's different with that person because there is. You're a new person, a new creation. So that's why people might scurry or try to move away and, and not want to be around you. They're upset and they really don't know why. And, you know, even you can even talk about Jesus and they're upset and they don't know why. And that's the conviction that they're feeling, that they, they need Jesus and they feel, they're feeling something. And so it's, it's hard in the beginning because, you know, some people are like, you know, you want to share about Jesus? And then just ha- there's, there's resistance. It's not resistance to you. It's resistance to him. And so, so just like I was talking to the kids and telling them to get in line, knowing full well this was, you know, not going well. I knew, like, I'm, I'm like a standing outside myself looking like I was in a drone over the situation going, this is not going well. <laughs> and what I had to do to get it better. <laughs> I'm like, what I did was I just started singing extremely loudly I wasn't shouting about my lineup song, which I won't sing now. <laughs> and, and eventually they kind of got into a place where they could listen. And so, and we were, eight, we were they were in a line and I could count them. I was successful. It went okay. Not well, but it went okay. And so, <laughs> but I was, I was, I knew I'm not blaming them. I'm like, this is sports day. It is what it is. I, we can get through. It'll be okay. No one died. It's, it's a circumstance that I could get offended at. But nah, it's okay. They're, you have friends. They're responding the way they are because of what's inside you. This is your opportunity to say, I'm not going to take this to heart. Because, and, and I know it's hard because especially with family members, it, hurt, it, some, it hurts the most. It hurts the most with family members, and they don't know the new you, and they react a certain way. But here's your opportunity. Rejoice evermore. Be thankful all the time. I'm sure, you know, it's like I can feel it quiet just like when Pastor Neil was talking about driving. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I hear the turning where, you know what, they don't know. Why would I get angry at the kindergarten kids? Why would you get angry at an unsaved person who doesn't know what's on the inside of you? It's powerful. It's powerful. And it's disturbing them and where they are. And they're scurrying and they're scuttling. And then they're going to do things that, you you know what, you probably don't like. And maybe even say things that hurt you. They're going to hurt 
It hurts. But here's our opportunity. They don't have what we have to let it get to us. Because if we let it get to us, we're hindering Jesus getting to them. If we let it bother us and push, pull us back to our default setting where we maybe start to fight, say something back that we, didn't, we wouldn't have honestly said if things hadn't gone that direction. But if we're in this place where it talks about in Thessalonians, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything giving thanks, they can't knock us. They can't knock us. They only knock us if we let them. So in verse 8 it says, Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of of faith and love, and for the helmet, the hope of salvation. This is what we need. This is what we need. That we're protected from what they say and do. We're protected. And yes, it sometimes hurts. But Jesus hurt. And he hurt for us. And we can move on. We can let it not bother us. And it shouldn't be unexpected that things happen because they do. If you think back to times when you were in not a great place, did you say really nice things all the time? (laughs) Did you behave really nicely to everyone around you? No. (laughs) We thank the Lord for the blood of Jesus. It was a different time. It was a different place. We're all, we're all going through ch-ch-ch-changes. <laughs> so it's our opportunity to extend that grace that he's extended towards us. So we, when we get born again, we have a new way to act, a new way to be. And that default setting, the old you and how you interacted with your family and friends when you were old is different from now. And that also can cause family members some perplexity. They're like, what's, what's going on? And they don't know how to act now because they have their default settings that they acted with you. Right. And you say this, I say this, we do this, and then we ignore that. And then we go about and we do this. So that's, that's what they know And then when you come in and you introduce a new scenario, they're like, oh, my phone. Where was that app? (laughs) They're like, oh, my, what am I supposed to say now? And they don't have a Lord with them helping them respond and react the way that the Holy Spirit would have you respond and react. And so they're going to try to draw from you an old way of acting, an old way of being. And it's going to try, it's going to, it's, 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 I don't want to say this, but it's easy to fall back that way because that's what you've always done, like a habit. But where you can pray without ceasing, give thanks, rejoicing at all times, standing in his word and not letting that draw you away from what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to say, how you're supposed to be. 
just yielding to him and what he would have you do. And you know what? It scuttles over there. And it's going to scuttle over there, and it's uncomfortable in that moment. It can be, especially when it's hurting family members. It's better this way. It's better. That's the light shining in the darkness. It's the light shining in the darkness, and then everything's scuttling. But, like I was weeding, if I let the scuttling bother me and I stop, the bed would not look what it looks like now. It would be still green, and it wouldn't have just soil in it. I had to keep on going. I didn't let the scurrying, well, it stopped for me for a moment because there was this thing that was big and shiny and brown, and it looked like a larvae of something. And I, <laughs> I picked it up and I put it, put it into the recycling bin but it was uh, it paused for a moment but <laughs> but yeah, yeah 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 organics I'm like I don't even know what that thing is in there you go and so I was like pulling pulling at things and pulling at things and I and if you can get into a rhythm and the thing is is you don't want the rhythm to be uh your way like you you don't want the rhythm to lead you when you're walking in the Lord and hearing, his, hearing what he says, and you, get, you can sometimes get into a rhythm and hear him and start to do things, but you don't want to let that rhythm guide you. You want him to guide you. So like as I'm pulling the weeds, you know, like you're doing, like you're listening to the Lord, you're doing what he says, or he says, oh, do this here. And so you start to do it and you get too focused on that that you can't hear what he's saying about the next thing or when to stop. So you have to be careful that you're not letting any rhythm drive you or a good deed drive you or something that he said, like giving could drive. It's a, it's a good thing, but some people get, get driven in that area and they feel like they have to give. And then all of a sudden it's not coming from the right place and it's not God. So, so it's, we want to be following him. And if we're praying without ceasing and, and listening to him and rejoicing and giving thanks, he, he, can, he can come into the conversation and tell you, hey, wait a second, you shouldn't give this there. You should give this there. And then you can hear him about that. So, so we want to just have him leading us. Um, nine, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be mad at the family members who died for us. And whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even as ye also, uh, also you do. And so I just wanted to, I looked up comfort and edify. So, so that we're like comfort to call near. There, there. Invite, invoke, consolation. Beseech for or call to be good. Um, comfort, good comfort or desire. Give or give exhortation. Pray for them, but bring them near. Bring someone near to comfort them. And to edify, be a house builder. I thought that was really cool. I was like, ooh, that got me all. Edify someone. Help build their house on that firm foundation of Jesus. Here, here I am. I can help you. You know, in the way that God said, not what you think. But help build with them and comfort them. 
Hallelujah. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and who are over you in the Lord and admonish, and, and admonish you. To know the people we're working with. There's, and I've said it before, there's people in here that have something good to give to you. We need each other. We're working together. It's wonderful to work together to build something. Hallelujah. And um, to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sakes, that this is the, those that admonish you, that gently correct you. <laughs> uh, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Hallelujah. We can be at peace among ourselves. And now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, com uh, comfort the feeble-minded and support the weak and be patient towards all men. God's telling us to be patient with our family members. God's timing is his timing. And while we would want them to be behaving how we want them to behave, <laughs> right when we want them to behave that way, that's not going to happen. People are people, and God works in his timings. And just hearing the stories today about people sharing about, sharing about Jesus in situations and how he just, like, comes in. He comes in like a gentleman, a helper, a friend to people that in need. But when he comes in, it's not just about fixing that problem. It's about bringing relationship. It's about a whole new life, a whole new way of being, a whole new way of doing. What we have, he wants them to have. Oh, we can be patient with them. Just like people were patient with us, we can be patient as well. See that none render evil unto evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourself and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's, uh, the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. Lane, you can come on up. And just a little later, it says, and the very God of peace, this is in 23, sanctify you. Holy, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus. Faithful is he that called you that also will do it. Everybody had been called to do something. He's drawing you, calling you to do something. Witness to someone, share with someone, comfort someone, exhort someone. Do something. He's coming. We know the times. We know the seasons. We know what we need to do right now. There's a world that needs him. And so we're going out in that world. We're releasing that box. We're releasing Jesus wherever we go. He loves them. And we can have patience. We can walk in love. 
we can extend grace and mercy. We can speak his word to them and see lives changed. And all the while, happy because we're rejoicing, we're praying, we're thankful. We're not letting circumstances bug us, but we're bugging the circumstances. Let's pray. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that you're helping us. You're the helper. I thank you, Lord, that we know the times. We know the seasons. I thank you that we hear your voice. We follow your voice. And I thank you, Lord, that you're healing broken hearts when it comes to family. That you're just healing healing hearts right now. And I thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus is just covering all sorts of family drama. Just covering it right now. We lay it at your feet. I thank you, Lord, that we're not moved by what the family does. We're not moved by what people do or say. We're moved by you. I thank you, Lord, that we have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the helmet of salvation. And that we can walk in love like we've never walked in love before. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to have that grace and mercy that you extended, that we're moved with compassion, a new compassion like you have, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to extend and hear what you say and extend that helping hand to others. And I thank you, Lord, that we're, that we're just seeing those situations. And I thank you, Lord, that it will flow out naturally. And I thank you that we'll be unmoved by scuttling and scurrying and, and things that would go on around us that would try to distract us from just shining the light. So thank you that we just shine that light in strength and in boldness and just love on people just like you loved us. You love this city. You love this nation. And you have called us to this city because we're here. So I thank you, Lord, that we hear that call. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you're moving in the workplaces of people here. Thank you, Father, that you're moving in the grocery stores. When we walk in there, that you're moving. Thank you that wherever we go, whatever we touch, wherever we, wherever we are, walking our dog, whatever we're doing, I thank you that you're just allowed to flow. And we yield to that flow. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you that we can act a new way, your way. I thank you, Lord, that we won't let the discomfort of others take from the comfort that you give us, being who you made us to be, who you called us to be. I thank you that we stand in that boldness. We stand in who you've called us to be, and we don't shrink back, but we move forward. And we're unmoved and unshaken by what the world tries to do. 
but we just be who you called us to be. Strong, mighty, bold. Oh, hallelujah. Able to function and operate just as Jesus did and do greater works in this earth. Oh, thank you, Lord. That our eyes are open to that new way. And it's natural. It's normal. We thank you, Lord, for a new week, a new kind of day, a new kind of way of being. And we don't draw back. We don't draw back. We press forward, press forward, press forward. Oh, thank you, Lord, for that press. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.